0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. What a fine Tuesday we're having. We got an even finer episode for you. Go get that fresh cup of coffee, grind your heart out, and let us take you there. Uh, Tim, what uh, what's going on in the world? What do you start us off with? Yeah, I start out with a feel-good story about a
1: family uh, who, with two the with husband and wife, they had jobs that were stable, but they weren't really satisfied with. They took a leap, started a really cool online business. We'll get into that. Uh, Also, Salesforce is buying uh, the data company Tableau. We talk about what this means uh, for that industry, uh, the effect on Salesforce. This is a good thing, a bad thing, despite what the stock is doing. Uh, we get into that. It's a really cool acquisition that happened. Uh, especially after Google's acquisition of a similar type of company. So we got some good com- competition in that yeah, space.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you got to feel good because uh, <laughs> I had to go dark on it, as you think I always do. Sometimes. Likely. Uh, so, so two, uh, two uh, former politicians, uh, one in Oklahoma, one in Arkansas, uh, they were hunted down and murdered in their own homes. One might have had some pretty wild dirt on uh, that state's government, as well as current sitting judges. So we will get more into that. Uh, Then we get into our RLEs. Uh, I talk about having some good uh, conversation with uh, a friend of mine uh, who is kind of... I didn't know I'd have one of these but kind of my mentor through uh, faith and life journeys and things like that and as you know I, I had a hiatus from my faith and now I'm as close as I've been so we get into some of that and what goes on in in with uh, that kind of journey and how that's been helping me uh, Tim, what are you get into uh, some real life here yeah this past weekend
1: I helped my dad move some stuff to his storage unit and he pulled out a very cool gift from the storage unit that I took and have implemented into my fitness regimen, and it has changed my life for the moment. So we, I will talk about that. Uh, in terms of book talk, I talk about *Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who spent an extended period of time in a Nazi concentration camp. Uh, in the book, he asked the question, how did we discover the meaning of life? And I'm going to analyze the three things that he talked about, um, how we've kind of incorporated that into our life, Uh, So some good discussion there to end the episode. And you also had another book talk. What did you talk about? Yeah,
0: so I had finished uh, Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks. And I know you love the alliteration, Tim. We will get into that Double H! (laughs) But in in relationships, and and good read if you're single too. Uh, uh, This is one I really wish I had a long time ago. So I highly recommend if you don't think you need it, you do. Uh, In relationships, try to see the truth behind your partner's criticism. Uh, we're going to dive into that, but if you're with someone who, who tells you what's going wrong and, and how that makes him or her feel, you have someone who wants to tell you and not walk away, so we're going to dive into to more of that this episode. Um, as always, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we, we had some good energy on this one. We had fun. We laughed. We got dark for a second. Hey, real world sucks. Uh, so really excited for you all to listen to this one. Episode 58, it's going down.
1: And we're on episode fifty-eight. Got a good show heading up for today, Slager. How was your weekend? You were you were up seeing our boy Joe up in Chicago. I
0: saw the great and the powerful Joe Rogan. He, uh, yeah. So it was. I got tickets for my brother and I for his birthday back in March, and I've been keeping my finger on the pulse on -hmm. Joe Rogan tour dates because I noticed he started releasing like every week or two a new city, and he started West Coast obviously and. I was like, damn, last year I I didn't get tickets. They sold out, and I don't know if he'll come to Indy. I kind of doubt it. Once I see Chicago dates, I got it. And so I got my brother and I tickets. It was at UIC Pavilion. He had two openers who were really good. I forget the first dude's name. He was Australian. Second guy uh, went by Whiskey Ginger. He's got a podcast, talked about uh, political correctness. and Oh, dude, it was so funny. And a guy from Chicago, and he opens. He's got this... uh, this police shirt on and i guess he was at the gym with uh with joe and he's like hey you wearing your your cop shirt he goes fucking right i am (laughs) and uh so he's he's telling the guys like yeah i got my first responder shirt on and i don't think i heard anyone boo it might have been for the bit but maybe he did he's like don't you boo me don't you fucking boo that yeah hate them till you need them right people yeah that's what i thought (laughs) and he's just going engaging with the audience yes Yes, that's good. But uh, dude, Joe Rogan, incredible from facial expressions to when he crosses his arms and gives us an expression with it. When he's saying a certain thing, he's just the whole art of it blows my mind. And he is so good at it. He's so good at it. Of course, they were joking about it. they were all on weed because it's legal in Illinois now. So, oh, it is.
1: I don't yeah. know that. I bet. Well, that or it's it, close
0: that, enough. They were all talking. They're like, "Yep." I'm high as fuck right now because it is legal (laughs) as shit in this state. and uh, So
1: it really felt like you were listening to his podcast. It was so funny, (laughs) dude.
0: It was such a good time. That's great. Um, Yeah, it was a blast. And then saw my buddy Franco all all day uh, Saturday. So us three just uh, got some breakfast. We hung out, kind of had a little day, and then had dinner. Me and my brother came back, Mm -hmm. and then he went back to Cincy uh, Sunday morning. Nice. So, yeah, dude, it it was a fun time. Real fun time. Good to hear, man. Yeah. How about you?
1: It was good. I was was up in Fort Wayne for half the weekend, catching up with my little brother. I hung out with him Friday night. Caught up with my friend Chase. Oh, yep. You know Chase? Dude, Chase. What is up, Chase? Haven't seen him in several months, so it was good to catch up with him. Help my dad move some stuff on saturday morning he gave me a gift which i will get into later in the Ooh, episode right on uh and then i spent the rest of the weekend here in indianapolis just getting ahead on work and yeah went to church with my mom on sunday and good deal it was good uh, it's very rare that i see both my parents on the same weekend so and like we're actually like see them in person and yeah. talk to them but so yeah it was, it was good to catch up with them and
0: good yeah it was a good weekend good deal so good deal Church, church is tight. Church, church is, it tight. is, man. Go team, God. What, what? All right, man. What, uh, what you got going on in the world for us today?
1: Yeah. So, I got a pretty
0: cool. You got a yeah going on for us? I got a yeah.
1: <laughs> the story called Yeah. Now, I got a, a cool family story involving entrepreneurship. So, there was a couple, uh, I don't know where they're from, but their name is Steve and Jennifer Chow. And they worked, they both worked like really stable jobs. The husband was. A like a director of engineering at some company, and the wife was a financial analyst. They were both making six figures, stable, everything good, but they weren't really like happy or fulfilled or fulfilled. They they found themselves just trying to go to work every day, like sitting at the breakfast table with a frown on their face, knowing they had to go to work, and they were that part of their life. So they had that going, and then the wife got pregnant, and they were just like, we can't really continue working our, our, our jobs and raise a family and raise a kid while we're not really being fulfilled out of our jobs. Mm -hmm. We don't want that to carry over the family. And so they tried to brainstorm ideas of how they could start their own business. And they remembered a time when they were getting married and they were searching for handkerchiefs for their wedding and they couldn't find any handkerchiefs that they actually wanted online, but they finally found one that they wanted from like a Chinese, like, like warehouse. So they had to order in bulk because they only needed like six handkerchiefs for their wedding. So they ordered in bulk from this Chinese place mm. and then they sold the rest on, on eBay. So they remembered when they did that. So they pretty much started a e-commerce website for handkerchiefs. And at first they weren't seeing like any success. They were seeing zero sales in the first couple months, which usually always happens to people when they start their first dropshipping store or e-commerce store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they learned about Google AdWords. They learned about organic traffic through blogs. Uh, the husband had a friend who also started an e-commerce store. So they were able to use that, like use the knowledge around them from other people, learn about Google AdWords, and they ended up doing uh, $100,000 in profit within one year wow. of learning that. It's called wow. it's called Bumblebee Linens.
0: Bumblebee Linens. So,
1: and and I, I find it interesting because obviously I sell linens, but I think it's cool how they, they took a situation where – Yes, they were stable. Yes, they were gonna live a stable life, but yeah. they weren't fulfilled, and that just shows with anybody. Like you can live the life you want and work the lifestyle you want. You just gotta find something that you're emotionally attached to, like passionate about, like they were. Uh, and th- the lessons that they learned through this is like try different things when you're discouraged, because obviously they they made this big jump. They started their store. They had every all their ducks in a row but then no sales. So like they went off and tried different things, talked to different people Mm -hmm. and learning. And that was the other lesson is learn from other friends, learn from other people who have been successful doing what you do. So now, nowadays they start, it developed into a a different website called, well, they have their business, but they also have like a website called mywifequitherjob.com. And they offer like courses on there, podcasts for entrepreneurs. Um, and they get to spend time with their children. They don't have to go to work. That's so, pretty cool. I thought that was an awesome story.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, people not liking the situation, just doing something about it.
1: a mm-hmm.
0: 100000 in a year, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That blows my mind. But, man, Google AdWords.
1: And drop shipping and e-commerce is one of those things where you don't even need like a big upfront investment to do no. it. No,
0: and people are raking in coin doing it.
1: Yeah, you, you just need to invest in a Shopify account, weekly... Doing that and just yeah. just pay for advertising. Just, you don't even need to do much of that.
0: I'm just not into doing Shopify. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I just thought I'm it was A lot of people
0: are doing it. I'm just not into it. It's not my thing. Uh, so I'll save that for them. But that's, man, that's wild. <laughs> my wife quit her job.com. Yeah. Sounds so, enticing, right? <laughs> I like that website name. I think that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's good. I uh, Man, it was funny when I, take, I sent you our topics and your response to my current event
1: i was like class
0: don't say classic slager with that because that's
1: what i say when i read your current event (laughs) what i text you you
0: said always with the dark stuff (laughs) and
1: every time it's either a murder corruption or some type of Body injury. I'm glad
0: we record this because you just said every time. I will debunk that statement <laughs> within 12 seconds right now.
1: Just get into your sentence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See? See, you cave because you mad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, we got a double homicide on our hands here, folks. So last week, a uh, former uh, GOP, Arkansas uh, State Senator, Linda Collins-Smith, was found, former senator, just keep that in mind. Was found murdered in her house last week. Uh, and from what I have read so far, people are still not revealing a lot because they want to... Um, well, the few articles I did read, uh, some said they had more information, wanted to make sure it's, it's verified. What's good on you for doing that. Uh, you should teach that to every other news outlet in America. Um, but anywho, I guess she might have been onto a child trafficking ring. Which was working from within the Arkansas State government. And wow. I guess she was about to go public with possible incriminating evidence against sitting judges.
1: Like uh like actual state like, judges or yeah, current okay. sitting
0: judges. Okay. Within the Arkansas Dang, State Government. Dude. And she was murdered. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So before before I, I get into it, uh There was also a former Oklahoma state senator, also Republican, Jonathan Nichols, found murdered inside his home. Both gunshot wounds. Um, It didn't get too much into his stuff yet. That's still being investigated. Uh, They had a little more info on Linda Collins-Smith on potential uh, reasoning as to why. They don't know whether the two are connected yet, but they are within days of each other. Within days. So I was trying to do some research. Trying to see what each one was for and against. And it, I'm just... I didn't have enough yet to really say, oh, this could be why. This could be why with uh, Linda. It seems like she had some some real dirt. And it's like, okay. So both gunshots um, in the protection of their own home or lack thereof. But... Like... This is not cool. Like, this is legitimate house of cards type shit. To where people know things, bad things that bad people are doing, uh, and they're getting offed for it. So let's start with that. So the fact that we are now protecting um, possible judges that are involved in child trafficking rings. Oh, get this. In that article I was reading there would be, um, and this is from the article, which we'll link, they would have illegal aliens kill the parents of these children, and then they'd sell them to other people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I know this is dark. This is the real fucking world. This is where we live. This is Arkansas. This is Oklahoma. Do not think that stuff like that is not happening.
1: Oh, I know that stuff is happening. We just... (laughs)
0: Like, and and you know what? I just turned my head the other way. (laughs) And that's, that's half the problem, honestly. Like, because. That's why I don't
1: talk about politics.
0: (laughs) And and this is not even me making a side. This is just exactly what happened. I don't care if you're right or left. I'm just saying that this in general is just twisted beyond belief. And how many people you think don't know about this? Probably not enough. Probably not enough
1: like you said via text like it's just gonna get swept under the rug yes yeah. it's, it's gonna be a story for no like one two knows. minutes and then it's
0: yeah no one knows this is happening no one wants to believe this is real no this is real as it gets so like you know what the fact that it was in their own homes too this is where i'm going to get a little constitutional because there's there's a lot of gun violence a lot of gun laws a lot of you know arguments on that and i'm not going to say how you should vote one way or the other I think something needs to change I think there's too much gun violence too many mass shootings I agree I don't have the answer I don't know what I do know is I would not feel comfortable at all giving up my right to own my gun that I do own for the sake of someone feeling better that there's more gun laws cocaine's illegal meth is illegal people still do that um i don't know but the fact that these people were gunned down in their own homes that bothers me too and Uh it's just like you should feel safe in your home you should protect yourself in your home just because your doors are locked you know my next door neighbor's house was broken into a week and a half ago there was there was a real nice jeep on my street the whole thing was up and stolen like this, it's real stuff. My truck's been broken into out a box of nines that were stolen. Um, it just, this, this kind of shook me because it's like now people are getting killed because they have insight on things that, you know, police and detectives should be doing and solving and now citizens and politicians are being killed. I don't care if you're right or left, I'm not for any politician getting murdered because they know something. Um, and it's like, why is this not more present in the news? It's like, Hey, this is going down. Like you're so people are so wrapped up in this administration, that administration, who's doing what colluding with who it's like, how about we look at people actually getting assassinated here? What
1: information do we have about the judges? How do they know that this was,
0: I didn't get, I didn't get a lot they, was, they they said that uh, she may have been onto a child trafficking ring that was working from within the Arkansas state government. I, they didn't provide what proof they gave on that. There right. could have been – I don't know if there were emails. I don't know if there were things on or in her desk. I don't know if they talked to other people she was talking to. But uh, that, that might have been – I don't know if that crazy. was a CNN one or a creative destruction. <laughs> I had a couple of different articles. Uh, on this, but this is, uh, yeah, this is big time. This is not something to sweep under the rug. Look the other way. This is, this is big time.
1: Well, if this is true, like we have people that like singular people who are making judgments about the fate of people governed, governed by our laws, like Mm -hmm. judges, they're, they're deciding whether someone goes to jail or not, or handing down punishment for people morally doing right or wrong Mm -hmm. against the law. And they themselves are doing this. Yeah. That's I mean, just the concept of like our communities and our cities and our states like placing trust in like single people and just this this possibly happening behind the scenes, like that's it's awful. That's how people lose trust
0: in the government, man. Yeah. I don't trust the government.
1: And like I said, it's why I don't don't get into politics, because this isn't just happening with judges. I mean, I bet there's there's, there's obviously shady stuff going on with elected officials, too, like the the senators and
0: congressmen. 100%.
1: Mayors, governors,
0: whatever. And it sucks that there's actually good politicians out there, too. Yeah, you heard that, right? There are good Mm -hmm. politicians who are in it for the betterment of America Mm -hmm. and Americans. Uh, Unfortunately... They're also swept under the rug. Yeah. Because you know?
1: the people who are in these high positions, like even CEOs of like businesses, yeah, like they've done good, like s- some sort of good things to get there because they're smart, they're they're astute, they have hopefully have good morals and treat people right to get there. But once they get there, they have more money than everybody else. So they, they have the power to do good things and they have the power to do bad things like mm-hmm. this. And that's just, that's a scary thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So money is, I mean, just money's the root of all evil
0: dude it it does a lot it does a lot that's (laughs) on that side of the coin yeah Yeah. crazy man uh, yeah no I mean thanks for
1: keeping us woke on
0: this hey you have to because this is how you try to prevent it next time because if it gets brought to light these people get hunted down and caught like and if there are American citizens especially not especially but also politicians like this like they should be put on death row for treason. Yeah, like you're you're doing drug, child child trafficking in this country. We're child trafficking now, and you're an American citizen. Crazy. And someone who is supposed to uphold the law and the Constitution. Come on, come on. Protect yourselves. Disagree with people. Make it happen, Captain. But hey, and on to the next. Topic Every, of the docu- Everyone, watch <laughs> your six. Lock your doors, cocked, locked, and ready to rock.
1: How about this? Just worry about maximizing yourself. Don't trust anybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad advice. Protect thyself. You know, you know what well. I, you know, you know what I mean. Don't, don't rely on public figures to dictate the way you should live your life. That's why. And don't, I don't let get into politics di- that much. Yeah, don't let them dictate the way you think. There's sketchy stuff going
0: on. And that too. Don't let them dictate the way you think. Yeah. All right. You're well. You're aware of Salesforce, right? I am aware of Salesforce. Do you know what Tableau is? Tableau?
1: Yeah, have you ever heard of it? Tableau. Nope. Okay. Well, Tableau Nothing came to me. I tried. Tableau is a is a software. It's, it's a publicly traded company. Okay. So is Salesforce. But Tableau, what it does is it's pretty much a software program that takes raw data and converts it into easily understandable dashboards and charts. So it's a data-driven company. I use it at Johnson Johnson to analyze, like companies like that use it for like product data, like sales and number of units sold, and okay. allows them to take like crazy millions of points of data and understand it better. So Salesforce acquired Tableau for $15.3 billion, which is the biggest acquisition that it's ever had. Um, the goal of Salesforce doing this is to give customers more ways to analyze data, because mm-hmm. I, I use Salesforce for my job, And it helps me, like I have graphs and stuff that help me look at like my opportunities for accounts and show and help me view my customers in a way. But I think this will give Salesforce like a new way to kind of play around with with data and and enhance their data portion of their app. Um, And it also intensifies Salesforce's rivalry with Microsoft, because I think there's more like urgency for like public cloud vendors like Microsoft to lead analytics in a new era because that's where everything's going. Like the like Microsoft, how they're going to separate themselves and how Salesforce is going to separate themselves is how well they can use data to mm-hmm. tell a story to their customers. So I think what this did was bring Tableau in to kind of diversify and make Salesforce more innovative. Um, and just the stock impacts of it, Tableau went up 37% in wow. stock. But wow. sales, Salesforce went down. Four percent
0: after the acquisition.
1: Yeah, because I was reading this like it went down because people people perceive that because Salesforce bought Tableau, they don't really have any other ways of like making money. They're just buying. They're like acquiring. They're spending money to make money. That's what people are thinking. Like they're saying that Salesforce have, has run out of unique ways to be innovative in house and develop more revenue streams. So they're bringing this in. That was the reasoning behind that.
0: Um, okay i need to I need to play opposite real quick Okay. uh to those thinking that okay, four percent yeah whatever they'll bounce back mm-hmm. big sean I hope uh I'm just like, look anyone who owns a business uh all right you have your craft, you're a master of your craft you and me are starting a podcast there's some other things and products that we want to eventually offer. We're not gonna tease them too hard right now. But I like what we might be able to do. But it is still in our realm of what we do as podcasters, what we talk about, what we think, what we are actually living. Okay, You and I are not going to go out and try to make chocolate when we've kind of tapped into the avenues that we want to go into. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if there's someone like a sponsor where it's like, hey, this is like, you know, a nice dark chocolate, it's organic, yada, yada. It fits all the credentials, right? Okay, yeah, that's a different type of revenue stream. Mm-hmm. That's what people do. They add revenue streams to keep increasing their portfolio. They're not good at everything. Like Salesforce obviously is not the best at doing what Tableau did because Tableau did it and got bought for $15 billion. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have the means to spend that kind of money, to make that kind of money, <laughs> buy away, my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see no issue with that. Like, look, if you're a company like that, it, if, I don't know. Let's take... If Chase Bank wanted to buy, say, Albany's Candy Factory. Chase Bank doesn't know anything about candy. They could still buy a candy factory. Let them still run ship. The way Mm -hmm. it's being run, let them do their thing. They just make more money now. Yeah. It's the same deal. Yeah. You acquire because they have something that you want and it can help you too. Mm I don't know. I just think the whole, like... Oh, they're running out, like... Okay, maybe, so what?
1: Yeah. Oh, it'll, that's that's immediate reactions. I think it'll, I think this is good for Salesforce because it's one of those things where- Oh, me too. They can easily integrate it with what they currently have. Exactly. Like they, like, as long, I mean, whenever a company acquires someone, they bring over the technology from the acquired company. Uh, They can bring over the resources and people. Yeah. Uh, They can bring over the culture. Hopefully the cultures are the same between the two companies. Uh, I think this could be big. I would uh, hope so, too, if you're going to buy something like that. Well, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's why some acquisitions fail, because mm-hmm. they don't take that into account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this was also a response, because Google also bought a company called Looker Data Sciences for $2.6 billion last week. So I, I, I think it's just interesting to see all these companies acquiring, because I, I feel like it, it takes more time, and it takes more costs, and I don't think you're going to have a good product if you're trying to like develop this in-house. You might as well go acquire someone who's doing it well and integrate them into your business. So,
0: you ever get nervous about a handful of companies controlling everything in this country? Um, should I? I don't know. I'm just asking if that if that makes you nervous about a handful of companies between five to eight, five to ten tops that control everything from financial things to this kind of data as long as there's healthy
1: competition somewhat existent to the point where they can they can bit they can provide the best possible product and give it a competitive price i think we're fine but if once we lose that that's when i get concerned i mean i've yet to see that with anything but
0: yeah without trying to regulate too much in a free market too
1: yeah i just like competition i like innovation
0: yeah oh me so. too i just i think it's interesting i'm I'm curious to see what all will Salesforce buy? What all is Google going to buy? Apple, Amazon, how much are they really going to control? Like I said, if, if other businesses like, you know, we're, we're not going to be Apple. This podcast isn't going to be Apple. But as long as I'm with you, if, if other businesses can still thrive, regardless of, you know, maybe they're way up here and they don't even matter from for down here. Mm-hmm. And these people are still making millions and millions and they're in the billions. Okay, Uh, I'm all for that. I'm just, it's interesting to see how much are they going to buy and own? How we've talked about with the Spotify and Apple music um, lawsuits. Spotify was saying how they had monopoly pricing now that they got rid of competitive pricing. Uh, So I just, it's... It makes my wheels turn every time I hear one of like the biggest names buying something else. Mm-hmm. So we'll see though. We'll see. But Tableau, good work. 15 billion. Yeah. Go party on the yacht, kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure they're doing that. I'm yeah, sure they right? did this weekend.
0: Right, right. Oh man, that was good.
1: So what you got for real life experience? Ooh. What do we got? Is this real life? It is. <gasps>
0: <gasps> okay. Uh, so. I got uh, my guy, Roger. um, He's he's married. uh, Real awesome dude. And this is the second lunch I've had with him. Uh, He actually travels and speaks. Remember Crew, the program Crew Mm -hmm. from Butler? Yep. Uh, A lot of colleges have Crew. Yeah. And during my college experience was a time when I was probably the furthest away from my faith. And at this point, I'm probably the closest uh, up to this point. And so, as you know, as, we, as we've talked, I've been having some struggles and, and battles with this and that, and um, with faith and relationships and things, and so he kind of caught wind of that one day, and and so we went to lunch, and we talked a lot about things and and God and relationships and, and you know, Christ, and uh, so I was telling him about some of the really relationship stuff I was dealing with, because that, that's still driving quite a bit and uh he he talks about how people he had met like women he had met that eventually weren't you know weren't his wife now uh one had you know left because he was not focused as enough on on christ and things but anywho uh he he told me uh he's like you know it's as hard as it can be sometimes because I, I told him my issue like in detail he's like if we stop growing, we put too much towards that, that will do the opposite. You know, we, we want to control certain things. I'm like, look, there are certain things I haven't let God take control of yet. And he's like, that's all right. He's like, when you're getting back after, like, you can't just hand over everything all at once to somebody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he's like, if you focus on, on yourself growing like you have been and, and, you know, you're, yeah, it's good to go to church. Make sure you go. For other reasons than oh I should go to church and I don't feel like I go because I should, like I want to be there, uh, but he's like if if you believe on getting closer to God and you know and if you don't believe in God you know self yourself growing or whatever you may believe in, uh, he's like you need to always have yourself growth because then like good things will come. You keep growing, good things will come. Mm-hmm. I'm like man. I know, I know, but Private it's victory. easier said than done, Roger.
1: Private victory before public victory.
0: Yeah, uh, man, it's it's tough. And I told him I was like, look, man, like my last few weeks, like been a little off. I'm still doing my readings, my listenings, going to church. Like I haven't lost those things, but it's just been tougher. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I think we're gonna start getting together a little more frequently. Maybe every couple weeks, he's kind of like, you know, I didn't know I was going to have a mentor with my faith too. That's but, great, man. Um, and, and he, like
1: having a conversation like this is yeah, good. Yeah.
0: He, he even offered, he's like, look, if you and um, this guy, if you, you know, I don't know at what point it's at, if, if this would be too early, but um, we sat down with, you know, I don't want to, he sat down with other people very close to me and his wife and I don't want to give away their personal endeavors live without their consent, so I'll we'll keep their names to me, but uh, he's like, I met with him and his wife, and I was like, oh really, and uh, he's like, yeah, and he's like, if, if you know, you two sitting down with me and my wife is something that you'd ever think would be beneficial, or, you know, if that would really help, we are more than happy to do that, I'm like, man, I I, I would hope that it would get to a point with that, I was like, I don't know, I just, I don't know, I will, I will hang on to that, I was like, because if it gets to that point, I will take you up on it, one hundred percent. But it was just like, uh, you know, we, we talked to faith and things, and then he, the growth stuff was what I was like, man, you're right. I need to keep making sure I keep growing. And it takes you. I finished that one book too. That that was a big learner for me. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, I thought that was interesting that you would you would appreciate as much as you like the self uh, growth as well. Uh, you know, and it's it's hard to do when, when you're down, and you're discouraging like, man, I'm just getting fucking kicked while I'm down. You know, step on my throat while I already can't breathe. You know. Uh so I was like, That's you know, especially when things are out of your control. He's like, You just gotta keep growing. Keep keep doing your self-growth. And yeah, that's hard. It's hard when you're in it. But gotta hang on. I'm trying to hang on. So, Great advice. Yeah, so I, I thought you'd I thought you'd dig that since we always talking about growth and, and change and helping yourselves and, and all that goodness. And even when it's even when it's hard, mm-hmm. it still has to has to keep coming. So that's one thing I'm like, I let a few things slip. I let a few things slip. It's time to get those back. As hard as it may be time to suck it up and get a few things back in order. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting and that was um, that was just a day ago. So I was like, man, this is super present. This just really happened. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the RLE. So I don't know what, what your thoughts are on, you know, growth in the hard times and how hard that can also be at the same time. Uh, if, if you've got insights on how, how to do that, how to kind of keep your head above water, um, when you're still trying to make self improvements, but you just want to get under your covers and cry, you know, and, that's that's a hard one man that's that's a hard battle to keep growing and and doing better things for you when you're just in the thick
1: yeah well I mean just like you would take care of a disabled parent or grandparent you got to also take care of yourself you got to also feed yourself and take care of yourself eat right drink right invest in yourself every day and just give love to other people like re- without expecting anything back, like Gary said, you should have no expectation of other people. You should just work on yourself. and You should give love without anything back in return.
0: Yeah.
1: And good things will come to you yeah. if you if you keep those, um, and keep just just keep doing the things you you all, you've always loved to do your whole life. Yeah. They like surround yourself with happiness and happy habits that have made you happy your whole life. Sure. So.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Respect, but yeah, that's uh, that's my RLE yeah for today thanks for sharing boy yeah absolutely man this is my turn no i think i'm going to do the rest of the talking for this All episode right, so uh, yeah forget you um <laughs> what you got
1: yeah so i told you how i moved i helped my dad move some stuff to a storage unit he gave me a gift yeah I, yeah i got a bike
0: Ooh! A now, bicycle okay i was about to ask now what kind of bike are we talking like the two vroom, room, room two wheels Oh, like a, like a pedal bike. Yeah, come on, dickhead.
1: Um, <laughs> bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. Um, I know if I was
0: going to get to ride on the back and dry hump you up and down Keystone or something right. on, a, on a motorcycle or what. Right, and it's... <laughs> I like how you glazed right over that. <laughs> no,
1: but this, I want to, I want to tell you about this bike, how, like, what this impact this bike has had on me. Cause mm. It's just not something...
0: Talk about some growth I'd with never a bicycle.
1: I never thought about getting a bike before he gave it to me, and my roommate has a bike, uh... But I live, like, five-minute drive from the YMCA down the road. Uh Um, In the past three days since I've gotten it, I've ridden the bike on the Monon Trail down Uh, to the gym. There you go. And what this has done for me is completely rejuvenated my excitement about going to the gym. I was always motivated to go to the gym, but I now, like, have a special, like, excitement because I'm doing something different. Yeah. Going to the gym. It's got so many benefits because I don't even need to lift legs anymore, I feel like. I can just...
0: Bike. I was about to ask, why well, do They're you love sword. the bike? Because you think you're gonna be the new quad father. That
1: and, and <laughs> that and, and, and it's car and it's cardio. That and I just love, I love the, the rush of the wind as I'm going through. Like it, it's a, it's a cool feeling, and I'm and I'm sure people who ride oh, bikes yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's just a bike. But like when you do, that just shows like if you're losing your motivation for the gym, which I'm not saying I was, but if just reintroduce like different excitements in your life, things mm-hmm. that you haven't done before. Yeah, like bike to the gym. Like I, I don't think I'm ever going to drive to the gym anymore. Yeah. Just do the, I mean unless it's like snowing or severe weather, but yeah, I just think one small change like that that I didn't even expect was going to come how how big of an impact it's made. Yeah. And yeah, that's just what let, lesson try something different. Try try a different way of doing the same thing that you've done your whole life.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking I need a bike. I don't have one here. Um would be useful. Mhm. But yeah, like I said, it's a nice little change. I've been trying to feel out maybe a a workout change of some kind. I changed my my programming for different reasons. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm kind of living in like this sagittal plane. I need to have some other training to where we have uh, a patient where they're working on opening their own CrossFit gym, like very soon. To where I'm like, man, not that I'm like big on CrossFit. And I was like, hey – ideally in your all space are you gonna have room for like regular workout equipment like normal stuff and then you also have the crossfit side so if they have both of that i might switch to something like that Mm -hmm. uh especially if it's north side close to work i'm just like hey we just need showers because i go straight to work yeah uh so i've thrown that back and forth uh dr owens and i are are thinking about hey maybe we like yeah i'll do that with you like i'd I'd change it up um but i I told her straight up i'm not doing any kipping pull-ups (laughs) <laughs> where they like, they shake themselves halfway mm-hmm. up. And I'm like, I'm not doing any of that shit. Yeah. She goes, why not? I was like, I like my joints. That's why. Right. I was like, I'm sure someone can argue, oh, if you do it this way, it's, it's easier. No, I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: will do a normal, hard pull-up. Yeah. That's it. Let's go military style. Make mm-hmm. me earn it. I'm not going to swing half my body weight. And, yeah. You know, but uh Swimming's and- also anyway. another
1: cool thing, too, that you can introduce. Yes, dude. Good source of cardio. Hard. Getting the water is good, whether it's outside at your local pool or at the, yeah. y, the Every YMCA has one. So yeah, i that's, that's another cool thing. It's it's a cardio that you wouldn't expect to take as much out of you. Like I like I thought I could do a bunch of laps. I do one down and back, and I'm like breathing really hard. Oh, dude, because like,
0: learning how to breathe in the water is so different. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a swimmer. Like and I've tried swimming workouts. It is tough. Yeah, my I'm like you, man. Like I do like a hundred, and I'm like, All yeah. right crazy
1: time for some food but it's Um, something different it's it's good to even though you interchange your different sources of cardio mm -hmm. find something that like you love doing like i've always just done played basketball which is is always going to get me by but try to diversify and just introduce like different new excitements into your fitness routine will keep you going yeah that's what that's what this bike's done like i'm just genuinely looking forward to going to the gym all the time now
0: i've been thinking about adding my boxing circuits back in Mm mm-hmm so in college, Turtle and I used to, uh, like, we wouldn't really spar each other. We'd, like, one person would be on the heavy bag for, I think we did two minute rounds. Mm-hmm. And whatever, we would have a different combination each round. So maybe it's jab, jab, hook. Maybe it's three quick jabs. Maybe it's jab, uppercut. Or maybe it's like jab, jab, and you're coming around the side. Uh, we would just change it up, whatever. While a person was doing that.
1: Listeners, we, did you follow that? What's that? <laughs> I was saying, listeners, did you follow that? The jab, jab. Follow
0: what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so the other person would be on on the speed bag. You start on the speed bag. Uh, you'd go for that, and then you'd go um, uh, jump rope. And then when time was done, we'd just run a lap mm. together. So we'd run the lap together. So someone was doing... Uh, Uh, more, you know, might do some core work, some jump rope. So you're really pushing the heart rate. This other person is just doing work on the bags, work on the bags, And uh, then you switch. And so we do four or five rounds of those. I tell you what, man, you want to get gassed quick, you do that. Even after two rounds, it's like, all right, buddy. Uh, So I've been thinking about getting back into that and just, you know, hit some stuff. Good. You know, do it. Hit some things.
1: And then talk about it on our le.
0: There we go. So yeah, I might uh, might start that. L.A. doesn't have a speed bag though, which kind of bums mm. me up. But anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All uh, right. So but, what you uh, got for book talk, boy? Ah, uh, uh, book talk. So I know I've, I've referenced it before, but uh, I had finished um, getting the love you want by Harville Hendricks. and so through my I don't know last four or five six month self journey here on fixing some things, I. Uh, internally um there was something that they that he wrote about when i was like man i needed this like eight months ago and it's like all this i keep saying that to myself i needed this this long ago i needed it this long ago and uh so one thing was see the truth behind your partner's criticism so it's it's a book on uh relationships it's a guide for couples but i think it's also really good even if you're single and so seeing the truth behind your partner's criticisms if someone's like you always do this or you always do that okay could delivery be better yes of course it can so always focus on that and yes certain things may be driven from your partner's childhood you know if it's really down to its core something from a caretaker or in childhood something happened to where that is a problem for them whatever you might be doing whether you mean to or not you know we're gonna hurt each other's feelings, whether you mean to or not. Like, it's just going to happen. But if if you kind of mirror what they're saying, like, okay, let me make sure I understand this, right? You're mad because of this, this, and this. Okay, now you understand what makes them mad. You can get to, like, you know, fix that. So it's like, okay, yeah, I do do this sometimes here and there. Um, you know, then then you know, like, to watch out for that. Even though they might not have delivered the best, mirror it, be like, all right, so I just want to make sure, like, this is what, Makes me, And when you walk it down like that, it brings the intensity down too. So it's like they might come out of the gate hot. As much as you want to go back at it, walk it down. Make sure you understand exactly what he or she is upset about. Uh, Because they're not going to say something or criticize something if it doesn't really make them mad. They'll just be mean. (laughs) Um, But if you're being told what upsets your partner, then you're being told that because they care and love you to the point of wanting to fix it, not walk away from it. Takes one to know one. I've done the latter. Mm -hmm. Even when the former was still true. Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was super interesting of like looking at the truth behind the criticism, not seeing the criticism as an excuse to fire back and now you're in a heated argument. Mm -hmm. Look, you did something that hurt the other person. You shouldn't argue about that. If that person was hurt, that person was hurt. When you get hurt, you get hurt. But look, someone is at least telling you. If someone's telling you, you're in a much better spot than a lot of people because how, how often do you hear, I don't even know why she's mad at me. I don't even know why he's mad at me. I, I, I didn't do anything. And in their mind, they might have had a certain expectation that you might not have met. But you didn't know what that expectation was. They didn't communicate that. They didn't say what hurt them or what they needed or what they, they need in a relationship or from a partner. Or a call to action, exactly like
1: steps to fix it after after the fact.
0: So, as someone who who used to withhold things in relationships, that's well, that can be very detrimental. So, understanding that there's truth behind the criticism and 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 seeing the truth. Look, take it from don't sweat the small stuff. See everyone as the innocent child that they are. So, if you want to go at this person, right? It's like, all right, they're upset. What did I actually do that could have upset them? Let's get there. But see them as the innocent child that just needs love and tenderness and care. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to do. It's really hard to do when you feel like you're getting reamed out. But the person loves you enough to tell you and not walk away. Mm -hmm. So look at the truth and the criticism. See the innocence in the person. Yeah. So that, man, that book was, uh, like I said, I wish I had that a long time ago. That's a good one. So. Getting the love you want, Harville Hendricks. And, uh, that'll open your eyes. I'll tell you what.
1: I like that alliteration, too. Yeah. Double H, baby. Harville, Harville Hendricks, Hendricks with a my,
0: PhD. I love my alliterations. Good. <laughs> you do? I think you just saw, uh, like saying alliteration.
1: Me and my brother, literally today, my younger brother, we will have text conversations where we only speak in alliterations. Oh, good grief. Like the sentences, it's actually pretty.
0: You're a it's the nerdiest dude. thing
1: ever you I don't even, it's fun though he even said that, he's like man this is
0: fun
1: I'm gonna read him real quick we should walk
0: in we should talk in alliterations all the
1: time we, we were talking about the NBA finals and Kevin, Kevin Durant's coming back tonight I'm just gonna share a couple Durant is debating whether to dawn on his domination in the 2019 finals oh my gosh Durant drudgingly defies Warriors trainers to dampen Raptors dreams of a title Kevin isn't kidding around about kicking Kawhi around in Canada tonight. All right, I'm done.
0: <laughs> I just need to get so back that's, to this. That's what, yeah, go ahead. I just need to get back to this. <laughs> um, I, I will say I'm rooting for the Raptors. Not because I'm a huge Raptors oh, fan. I too. But no one wants to win worse than Kawhi Leonard wants to win. Completely off alliteration. See how I how I transition not so smooth out of that. Yeah, we're done.
1: <laughs> I just thought I should. people love. I think other people love alliterations too. It's amazing how we went from that book to Humboldt Hendrix to <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Are you are you good on that?
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Kevin's calves are killing them against Kawhi. Yes,
1: there we go. It will tonight. Name
0: I think five. that calf is just nervous. It's scared of Kawhi Leonard. And now Kevin Lowry is still pissed off at that investor, which I'm glad he got at least half a mil and a year banned from Warriors games. Forget that guy who pushed uh, Kyle Lowry. No, yeah, I, I I don't think you should be able to do that. I don't care who you are.
1: Yeah, like, I, th- I thought the punishment was good. I thought it was, it, yeah. was, it was right. It was
0: quick and swift, man.
1: Cut the head off the snake. I do think the people who said he should have been banned for life, that's a little bit of a stretch. That's a little harsh. Yeah. A little harsh. Because you do have to... Kind of hold the same standard of the players too. Like if a player would have pushed a, a fan if he'd gone to the stands, I don't think we would be banning him for life like that. Cause I think well, Ron didn't, Artest I, I think didn't get need, banned for life, right? I think, yeah, he was got. He, he got. He hit people. I think he was suspended for a full season. I think.
0: Yeah, which is good.
1: That was crazy. Which is good.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I'm down. I'm down to clown with that. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You should be banned. Yeah. W- watch from your couch, cause. He lives in Silicon Valley. He's probably
1: got all the advanced virtual reality. Yeah, good he'll, pro- he'll probably still be at the game. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Silicon Valley. He's pro- probably going to be all right watching it from home. He's probably still going to be at the game. <laughs> He's got VR sets at home. For real, He's though. Fine. I bet he is. All right. Are you, are you, are you, are you good on that? I want to yeah, share one man, more thing.
0: I'm good, I'm good on that. Okay, Go Raptors.
1: So, uh, so I want to end on the last book talk. Rooting for uh, the Raptors. <laughs>
0: Go Raptors! I
1: had to. I had to. One more alliteration. Uh, I'm good now. So, uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. This is the book where the guy spent all that time in the concentration camp and, w- and found the meaning of life while doing that and wrote a book about it. Okay. Uh, and he asked the question, how do we discover the meaning of life? And I thought that this was an important thing to kind of analyze because we have Keith Magnus on thursday uh he's a psychologist he's director of the counseling and consultation center at butler university and we asked him this question too what does it mean to live a meaningful life mm-hmm. so just a precursor for that uh victor Frankl gives three ways in which we discover the meaning of life and the first one is creating a work or doing a deed for someone the second one is experiencing something or encountering someone. And the third one is the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. So the first one, creating a work or doing a deed, this just goes back to the fact where regardless of what you're doing in, in this life, you should always be striving to use your unique skills to provide a service for someone else on something that they either don't have time to do themselves or don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything. That whether that's be in the scope of your job, whatever you're doing, whether it's you going and starting your own business, doing your own thing, find that meaning of life by doing providing something that you know how to do internally better than most people or something you love to do, doing it for someone else that doesn't know how to do it or doesn't have time to do it. So that's the first thing. It's experiencing someone or encountering someone. So the, you experience good things in life by your accomplishments. So you find the meaning of realizing the positive things of, of doing stuff by experiencing cool things, by actually going out and doing stuff, not just sitting on your couch. But you also learn from the bad things, the meaning of things in a negative way. So if you worked the job you didn't like, you discovered a really valuable meaning in your life that you don't want to do that for the rest of your life. So Mm -hmm. that's the second thing, experiencing something or encountering someone. And then the third one is you discover the meaning of life by the attitude you take toward unavoidable suffering. So how do we convert our experiences in terrible times into positive emotions that allow us to reach a higher self? So. I know it's, it's something that you've gone through, you're going through, something that I've gone through is being able to find the dark moments of our life and keeping positive things that we've always done in our life within those times, but also using the negative times to as motivation to get out of it. Because mm-hmm. there's only one way to go but up, reaching our higher self. So I thought that was a cool thing. So just to recap, you discover the meaning of life by creating a work or doing a deed, experiencing something or encountering someone. Or the attitude you take towards unavoidable suffering. So, just went into. I that. like that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's a. Last one's a hard one, man. It is. That's that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm.
1: He he experienced it by going through a Nazi concentration camp. Jeez. Man. What do you What do you learn during the moments in your life where you're suffering and you weren't able to avoid it? Just ask yourself that question. You don't even have to know the answer yet. But it's something to be conscious of.
0: I mean, I got I got a quick one already. You learn your mistakes real fast, mm-hmm. real fucking fast, man.
1: Learn what not to do next time. That's not, not to do ever. Yeah, that's but, invaluable.
0: But yeah, sure. um, but man, it's it's sometimes it's the way you learn them that you get hung up on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the the way you have to learn it is just like. And see that that's for me, it's like the way that I had to learn things. Is what I'm not I still can't sit well with.
1: But if you learned it in any other type of way, would you learn it as well?
0: Could I have? Is it I possible? Know.
1: I think you have to I think suffering can be a good thing because you learn it it has a greater impact on you.
0: Like, I, I don't have a true answer to that question, because I don't know. Yeah. There could have been a different situation that could have done things I don't know. That's, that's a hard one to answer too. I'm not sure. But yeah. Does, no. failure,
1: does failure cause suffering?
0: I think it depends. It can. I think it depends. Uh, so like... Okay. Prime example here. When when I was in sales, um, when I'd fail at the door, because I, uh, I would set appointments for replacement windows, Still the best windows in the game. I'll get them in my future at home. Even though I haven't worked there in years. Um, shout out Apex. Uh, you know, get getting a loss at the door. Uh, that is a type of failure. It's like ah, I didn't set one. Okay, so I failed at that door. You know, some people are like ah, don't call it fail. Whatever, it's a fail at the door. I lost. Am I suffering? Not really. Like there's a lot of homes that I, that I can pick and choose a lot of good looking ones. I'll pick and choose. I'm not going right next door, right down the line, but you know, there's still, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but that, I, I don't think there's as much suffering with that failure as with other failures in life.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And part of me, I don't want to live by the sword, die by the sword on this, but with a good amount of experiences It seems like I've had more suffering from failures that off decisions that I did make, that I had control of making. But then the suffering came when things were no longer in my control. I think that's when the deeper suffering came. Mm. So I I think there's a, a different level of suffering when there's things out of your control.
1: Yeah. Unavoidable versus avoidable. Yeah. He's talking about 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 unavoidable unavoidable.
0: context. And so so for for me, yes, in in, like yeah. Sometimes when you don't have the control, it's just even if you did at one point you made a decision and now everything's out of your control Mm -hmm. and it's just you can't do anything with it. I think there's different levels of that. But yeah, I think failure can, in some circumstances, drive suffering, for sure. For sure. Because I think that failure results from certain decision-making. Not all the time. But I think there could be that correlation, failure and suffering.
1: Yeah. I feel like suffering would almost be a choice after failing, right?
0: Would you choose to suffer or not? in, In what manner?
1: Your mindset. I think unavoidable suffering isn't mindset cause. I think avoidable suffering is mindset cost.
0: I think that's a fine line though too because now we're dabbling with mental health. Like, oh, you're just choosing to not be happy. Mm. Yeah. You know, how is someone going to take that? Man, I'm just like, I'm just really struggling, you know? Dude, you're just choosing that. You're picking to do that. Be fine. Just be okay. You're good. Like why you get so wrapped up in shit? Why are you so emotional? Why are you this and that? Ah, man, I have a hard time with that. I get what you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I get it because because, you know, a, a mindset shift can can change a lot. But I, I think in in those cases you need to kind of help coach someone to get there. It's yeah. not just uh, man, you're suffering because you want to. That's it.
1: Well, people learn by talking it out. Yeah. You can't get out of it yourself I mean it's important to talk to other people yeah but for sure yeah
0: so I think they can be correlated. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think a mindset thing has a big big piece to do with it too uh, but I like to be wary dabbling and, and saying no, oh, just change your mindset as well yeah because like people are all wired differently. We've said it before you you put hundred people in a room you give them all the same stimuli they're all going to have a hundred different responses to that same thing. If I show everyone the same 20 second video clip, everyone will interpret that a hundred different ways. Yeah. That's the way it is. Everyone's wired differently man. Yep. So, but man, I like that. Meaningful life.
1: Yeah. That caused a good discussion. All right, man, that's all I got Ooh, for that. Oh, yeah. Good I'm,
0: episode. I'm good. Hey, everyone, if you like the show, you're getting some value, head over to iTunes Tim himself said it takes no more than 30 seconds, three zero seconds. Allegedly. Allegedly. Head over to iTunes, Off the Dumb Radio, uh, give us a five-star rating and review, tell us what you enjoy hearing, recommend guests that that you think would be uh, good to have on the show, Uh, and if you leave us a five-star rating and review, DM us on Instagram, let us know you did so with your uh, Apple ID name, we don't aren't able to identify everyone just based off that so say hey this is me i left this review uh give us a good mailing address we will send you a free off the dome radio laptop sticker that one's on us because we appreciate you a lot as always thanks for listening thanks for letting us uh penetrate your ears for a while on this fine tuesday hopefully you got some good things out of it i like this episode a lot tim this was a good one Mm -hmm. got some good hitters yeah tim anything else you want to leave the people with
1: Uh, hopefully the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions by the time you're listening to this.
0: That's all I hope for. Wouldn't be mad. (laughs) Wouldn't be mad. All right.
1: Have a good Tuesday, guys.